0: Well, hello again, and welcome to Woman's World. I'm your host, Sue Mecca. Today, I have the privilege of talking to dermatologist Dr. Kurt Samlaska, and we're going to talk a little bit about skin cancer. I think that's a concern for a lot of us, and especially those of us who are in our senior years. <laughs> welcome, doctor.
1: Good to see you, Sue.
0: I know there's several different kinds of skin cancer. Right. What are they? And how are they different from each other?
1: Well, there's three major types. The most common type of skin cancer is what's referred to as a basal cell carcinoma, and this particular tumor is derived from the basal layer of the lining of the skin, the epidermal portion okay. of the skin. Um, these tend to be fairly uh, localized tumors; they don't metastasize. So, if you, I tell patients there's two lists: cancers to get, cancers not to get. If you had to get one, get this, uh-huh. because as long as you cut it out. Uh, make sure that it's gone, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a very low probability of any type of metastasis. The second category is squamous cell carcinomas. And squamous cell carcinomas are derived from the epidermal portion of the skin. They tend to be more on the extremities, arms, hands than on the, the central facial areas, but you can get them on the face too. What causes that? uh sun damage it's Ah. basically all related to sun and of course your skin type you know the fairer you are the number of burns that you have all kind of comes in cumulative you're Mm -hmm. you know people forget that tanning is directly a response to ultraviolet radiation exposure so they they forget that it's radiation it's no different than nuclear radiation or x-rays if you look at it in that context you know you realize that throughout your lifetime you're you're collecting all this radiation damage and your skin is what is predominantly uh, taking that hit. So through the years, your skin starts to mutate and these Uh mutations progress to either basal cells, squamous cells, and of course the worst one, one of the worst ones is melanoma. And melanoma are the pigmented ones, they're derived from the melanocytic cells, which are the cells that provide pigment to your skin
0: And how's that happen?
1: Sun damage. Again, Uh, again. it's all sun. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, a lot of times it's related to an existing mole or nevus Mm -hmm. that's been damaged and then mutates and forms the melanoma. And they can be very aggressive and they can be very lethal. Mm -hmm. The single most important thing about melanoma detection is getting them early. You want to get them as early as you can. When they're very thin and they haven't invaded into the dermal tissue
0: and those are the ones that, that in they're color, black they're, dark.
1: they're wow. usually black or blue uh-huh. it's the a b c d's asymmetry border color and diameter you know the size of a pencil eraser or larger so is of c- concern if it's irregular um if it has blurred margins as opposed to sharp margins um, those are the f- main features. Then you, then, you, then, color, black to blue, or changing, or if it starts to go away. Mm-hmm. The, the, all those are signs that you're going to want to have a der- dermatologist take a look at it.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and wh- how do you treat these?
1: Well, most of these are treated with surgery. I mean, um, basal carcinomas are easily excised, so are squamous cells, and so are melanoma. The difference between them is margins. Now, melanomas, depending upon how thick they are, we take wider margins. Mm-hmm. We usually do one centimeter margins if it's one to two millimeters in penetration. And this is all determined by the biopsy and the pathologist will actually measure the level of penetration. Can
0: that one metastasize?
1: Yes, melanomas are the one that metastasize oh. and can be very lethal. So, okay.
0: okay. Well, what can we do to prevent skin cancer?
1: Well, you know, the major thing is sun avoidance. Throughout your lifetime, you know, there's just really nothing good about sun exposure other than the vitamin D. Now, vitamin D, you can get other ways. You can take vitamin D supplementation. There's vitamin D patches that you can take where it'll absorb across the skin. (laughs) So you don't have to get your vitamin D through, necessarily, through sun exposure. Sunscreens are very important. Avoiding the peak hours, you know, between 11 and 4, you know... um,
0: not trying when to do are out there. Exactly, sunning
1: exactly. I sunning is <laughs> Sunning is not a good thing. Yeah. And um, so there's things that you can do. If you like to be in the pool, if there's a period of the time during the day that is shaded, that's when you should swim, or very early or very late. Mm-hmm. Now, sunscreens are very helpful. And what people don't realize is that if you are tanning when you're using a sunscreen, and you're doing something wrong. Because <laughs> The sunscreen is essentially designed to block you from tanning. Mm-hmm. It's going to absorb the ultraviolet, so it doesn't get to the deeper structures, so it doesn't induce melanocyte um, to do their do, to do their thing, which yeah. is to darken your yeah. skin. Darkening or tanning is essentially a protective mechanism. It's a way that your skin is trying to protect itself from the ultraviolet, it's trying to absorb it in the higher layers.
0: Mm-hmm. So this one with zinc, is that a good
1: one? Zinc is good, there, there's different types. There's uh, some that absorb the energy, like paraminobenzoic acid. Zinc mm-hmm. and titanium reflect, mm-hmm. they reflect out. Oh, okay. Now, the one thing that you need to be aware of is what does SPF mean? A sun protection factor of 15 essentially means that if you could go outside and you could get sun mm-hmm. without any sunscreen, and it took an hour, for example, before you would get pink. That's called our minimal erythema dose, the minimum dose of sun that you get before you turn pink. So if you have a, that's a 1MED. So if you have a 1MED that you could be out for an hour and Mm -hmm. you put a sunscreen of 15 on, Mm -hmm. that means you could be out for 15 hours before you reach that same point.
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: Yeah. So, you know, so it's important to make sure that you put them all, put the sunscreens Mm -hmm. on. And one of the things that people don't do is they don't don't put it on thick enough. So if you thin out a fifteen, and they've done these studies, then then it becomes a two or a three, oh, okay. and then it washes off or you sweat it off. So if you're going to be out for longer than two hours, the other instruction is to reapply every two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the studies, a single bottle of sunscreen mm-hmm. is three applications. Wow! Well, who does that? No, nobody does that.
0: You'd be covered
1: right the other thing is is that we used to say tell patients that anything over a 15 was a waste back Uh when i was a resident we used to say that because if you look at the absorption curve it kind of plateaus out and to go from a 15 to a 30 the amount of protection it gets pretty small Mm -hmm. but the europeans did some really nice studies where they took these higher spf sunscreens and they had people use them Mm -hmm. and they measured their exposure and they found that yes indeed the higher spfs did work better because guess what you take a 70 or a 50 and you put it on thinner now it's a 20 or 30. Oh, I see. So all this stuff kind of comes into play. So the higher SPFs actually are better. They are more okay. protective. Good. And so I encourage my patients to all use higher SPFs. Okay,
0: that's good advice. Yeah.
1: Um, alopecia. Alopecia. There's lots of different types of alopecia. There's energetic alopecia. That's what most of us men deal with as we get older. It's related to testosterone. This, these hair follicles are essentially programmed to Die out. Um,
0: I know women that have it.
1: Women have it also. It's a polygenetic trait. That's why you can have one brother that has a full head of hair and another brother that has no hair. Because it's multiple Mm -hmm. genes. And women get the genes, too. It's just that they manifest it differently. Men get temporal recession. They get occipital thinning. And then it kind of all comes together so that it becomes bald on the top. Women maintain the frontal Mm hairline. And they just thin on the top.
0: Right. Right. So they
1: just thin on the top, and it just gets slowly progressive. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything you can do for that?
1: Sure, there are some things that you can do. There's two things that have been shown to help hair grow. One is mm-hmm. Rogaine. That's over the counter; you do not need a prescription Seen for it. Seen that advertised. The other one is Propecia. The Propecia is the one for, is finasteride. That's for men. It's not recommended for women. The pro the um, as far as the Rogaine goes, what they've done studies now that have shown that if women use the male's version of Rogaine once a day. That's equivalent to the female version twice a day. Oh, So I recommend to patients okay. to use it uh, to get the men's version. You get twice as much for out of it, version, and it's easier yeah, to do it. It's a
0: versions, different though. concentration,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Doctor, where are you located?
1: I am located at uh, 2839 St. Rose Parkway, right by, uh, down by the Eastern and St. Rose Parkway. I'm behind the um, Smart and Final right. there.
0: And if anybody wants more information,
1: uh, you can go to my website. It's uh, ACADDerm.com, A-C-A-D-D-E-R-M.com. That's my website. I also have a blog there. If anybody's interested in, I've got lots of photographs that I put up there. I I review various disease Mm -hmm. states, Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of fun. Very
0: interesting. And the phone number?
1: Uh, Phone number is uh, 702-837-8988. Good,
0: good. Well, this has been great. Very informative. Hopefully you'll come back again and we'll discuss other types of Sounds good. maladies. <laughs> okay, very
1: good. Thanks,
0: Sue. I'm Sue Becca for Woman's World.